This is episode 85 with Alex Weber. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer, forever athlete, and personal performance coach. Today, I sit down with American Ninja Warrior Alex Weber. In addition to being on American Ninja Warrior, Alex is an international keynote speaker, TEDx speaker, and all-around one of the most genuinely energetic and positive people I've had the pleasure to sit down with. We talk about this concept of forever athlete at length as he's transitioned out of college lacrosse at UPenn into the real world and figuring out what he wanted to do next after that chapter. So let's dive into it. Alex, man, welcome to the Athletic Mindset Podcast. You are... Number one in person with me being in LA. So welcome to the studio. Let's go, man. You got, this is the athletic mindset. You've got like dumbbells here. You got the bench. Yeah. You got every workout gear here. So I think uh, this is the athletic mindset. Yeah. I mean, if you need to get a few reps in between sets and between between questions, go (laughs) for it. It's it's open for you. Awesome. Appreciate you having me, man. This is super cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we connected, I knew right away your story what you're about. I needed to bring it to this podcast. So I'm excited to dive into it. Started off in lacrosse, yeah. played at UPenn. How the heck did that happen? How'd that come <laughs> to be? Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's so funny because I know you get it in your listeners. It's like where where you begin that journey. But, you know, really that be, that was my first real dream was to play college lacrosse. And it came out of a time when I was, gosh, I was in middle school and just not in a good place. I feel like middle school can be tough for a lot of people. And I was getting bullied, just didn't have a very strong sense of self or self-belief or confidence. I really think back to those years and how much I did not care for them. Actually, this is kind of funny and I got to give him a call later. He just had a baby, but my buddy Jeff and I, he was my one like kind of ride or die. We would eat lunch alone in the math room because we didn't want to eat in the cafeteria because we were getting made fun of that much. And then I was just playing lacrosse. It was just something I did. But the high school coach, Paul Carcaterra, absolute the man, came to a middle school practice and he pulled me aside and was like, hey, I think you could be good at this. And I say like that conversation, that you know, 20 second conversation that easily could have not happened is what changed my life. Because then I was obsessed to play college across and yeah i mean part one of it was getting there part two is how it went yeah <laughs> it's hard to take that whole journey and just answer yeah. it in a two minute even story but yeah. dude i know exactly what you're feeling and it sounds to me like it was really the gatekeeper to confidence yeah. when you needed it the most at that point well put it was i mean i think back to even being a freshman in high school and my freshman fall was brutal like same stuff, just higher stakes because now you're with seniors who are look like men and they're bullying you and you know, you have same kind of stuff. But then hockey, I was good at hockey. And so on a dime, it went from that to being a freshman, like starting on the hockey team. And then I was like, cool. Like I was a cool kid in, in like, so I, I just have, I understand why people can dismiss sports if they don't understand it as like jock or people hitting each other. I just, I wish they could see the depth of how much it impacts the human being because sports are the best. (laughs) Yeah. And I was about to say, I think the two sports that you just hit on where we differ with my swim background, it's like, it was super cool at 14 to come in as a freshman and 
be able to be like technically better than sure. the seniors. Yeah. And obviously that created its own host of problems, but it wasn't a physical sport in the sense of like, I didn't have to worry about this 18 year old man sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> beating on me at 14. So that's unique there. That's for sure. It is, man. I have, I have a lot of respect for swimming, swimming, gymnastics. Let's see what else. There's a few of those sports where it's just like, they're, they're, they're on a team, but you're very individual. Figure skating is another one where you're just like, I always picture you're like working out at 5 a.m. and then again at like 5 p.m. And it's just, yep. it's, a, it's, yeah, it's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, man. I'm, we're recording right now. Obviously, I'm at my house in LA here and two of the, my two roommates are my boys from like nine years yeah. old onwards. And we Love all it. grew up swimming together. And we just Love had it. that conversation yesterday of how it was this individual sport, but then, we still have this mutual bond through it. So yeah. even though we were at the end of the day, we were like, all right, it is my performance. We spoke on it yesterday. It's like, I want to see him yeah. perform, my roommates perform, and I get as much satisfaction in that. So it yeah. is kind of a team sport in that sense. 100%. I want to talk on back to you, obviously. <laughs> You're the guest here. <laughs> Transitioning out of lacrosse, yeah. you played at UPenn. That dream came true. Yeah. It was fantastic. And then where did you find yourself after? Well, they're each kind of their own thing. I mean, I played college across. I had ups and downs, not with my physical ability, but with just my mindset and emotions. Mm. And that's a big passion of mine now is working with athletes on mental and emotional fitness because, yeah, I think it's the most easy to overlook and it's just the root of everything, good and bad. But yeah, so I had ups and downs in college across, but I kind of had a big moment of honesty with myself that, I wanted to do something in entertainment, something in performing, something in people. I didn't know what, but something there. So I left New York and finance and moved out to California and was doing acting and like improv comedy and coaching high school lacrosse, which to this day is one of the best things I've ever done. Mm. So I coached high school lacrosse for six years and it went awesome. Like won some awards and championships and just like learned more about life and becoming a man in that time, then I call it my grad school, 100%. But yeah, I, I mean, so that was, there's like, there's definitely <laughs> different chapters to it. But I think, you know, one thing that I think happens to a lot of athletes is we're started to refer to as former athletes. And I remember that's what people would say to me is, oh yeah, you're a former college athlete. Hey, meet Alex, he's a former college athlete. And every time they would say it, my heart would break a little bit because it's in some way, it's like saying, oh, you're done. Like mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form. And, you know, I took that identity to heart too. I was still playing and doing things and playing in some leagues and all of that, but it was your self-identity is still former athlete. So that's just one of the many reasons why I'm thankful to American Ninja Warrior to this day is it gave me a gift of like, screw that. Like I'm an athlete doing my best now. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny how so much of our identity as athletes, yeah. because even you got into it, quote unquote, later yeah. in middle school, yeah, yeah. but it's still such a major time of your life by the time oh, yeah. you finished your lacrosse playing days like that's half your life 100%. about yeah was wrapped up in that sport so it's easy to have your identity be completely wrapped up in it as well and i think you really did touch on it with the physical part i think yeah. the physical our just physical ability in general is so tied into who we are and how oh, yeah. we feel like 
we carry ourselves on a day-to-day basis. That's why that struggle out is so hard is because yeah. we lose sense of, yeah, how do I practice anymore? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can walk into a gym, but it's like looking at a, a recipe book with all the ingredients, but not knowing how to actually follow the yep. recipe because yep. there's no recipe to follow anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my mind immediately goes to purpose because you know, it's always a little disheartening. You're playing in college or you're playing in high school, or you're playing wherever you're at and there's stakes to it. There's a, a goal with definitive timelines and winners and losers and it means something. Mm-hmm. And then hard stop. And I think athletes are searching for it a lot. And that's where I think it can go into trouble of sometimes after college athletes blow up in their weight or they get super into CrossFit or they get into drugs and alcohol. And it's like the intensity of our spirit is still there just the outlet has vanished, Mm. which is like, whoa, what happened here? But I I do think, you know, if anyone's listening to this of just who that hits with, it's just finding an outlet that is a positive one for you because that spirit in you is never dead, but it can get, it can pop up in some weird ways if we don't, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, we gotta be really mindful of where that competitive drive is being put towards. And I mean, I find it, find my catch myself yeah. applying like all in on on something and i'm like oh my god i got hurt i uh like ran a marathon last year nice and i did it in six weeks seven weeks of training because That's i just awesome. went all in on it yeah, yeah and like i did it yeah did i do it the smartest way possible <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely not like, yeah yeah i had so many other lasting things i think what you really felt and what i hear in your story my story and a lot of the stories that i share on here it can be solved by looking at it not as we're former athletes, but we're adopting this mentality and identity as a forever athlete. Yeah. And absolutely. allowing that chapter to actually overflow into these new chapters of our life. Yeah. It's not the end of a book. It's just switching the page yeah. and it's your story at, at its core. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, people, there's this, you know, saying people want to hire athletes, you want to work with athletes. I, I think it's the commodity of that athletes possess an ability to have a goal and be willing to give what's needed to accomplish it, regardless of how we feel. And obviously there's pros and cons to that, but that commodity is something that makes people, that'll make you great as a family member, as a business person, as a athlete, of course, but yeah. I'm reminded of like Spider-Man with great power yeah, comes great yeah, responsibility. Yeah, yeah, it's a superpower. Seriously, it really yeah. is. I think that's what I find through this podcast. It keeps boiling down to we have this superpower mindset that allows us yeah. to go all in. Yeah. But we have to use it wisely. Yeah. And the more balanced that we're able to be in our lives, the more fulfilled we're going to be. Yeah. What um have you found ways to bring that balance into your life? Because I I look at you and yes, like, you're competing on American Ninja Warrior, but there's so much more to who Alex is as a person than just, <laughs> cool, he's going to be on TV yeah. for this. Oh, I appreciate it, man. And I, as you were saying the superhero stuff, my mind goes to like that scene in one of the Avengers, or I think it's there, where like Thor is out of weight and fat and eating like a turkey leg and depressed. <laughs> and it's like, that's it. And I have had chapters in my life. I remember like, yeah, just where you lose that sense of, uh, of feeling like an athlete. So that is, and I appreciate you saying that, like American Ninja Warrior is such a, a deep and nuanced 
place in my heart because there's been so many shades of it and I can go into it, but I, you know, I started as a host and my job was to fail. And then I basically, there's been so many stages of it, but then transitioned to be a competitor and now yeah. training to hit a buzzer, to win, to succeed. And gosh, there's just so many layers of that. But I also, you know, 2018 was when I took a year kind of away from it to go into speaking. And I had to explore that question. Okay, who am I without this? Which is exactly what we're talking about as athletes, where who are you without swimming? Who am I without lacrosse? Who are you without this sport that you've most likely been associated with as your identity for the greater part of your life? Hmm. And now it's like a hard stop. There's a great line in uh, Cool Runnings. John Candy says to the Jamaican bobsled team, (laughs) if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. And I think that's like really, really true. So yeah, man, I don't know. I could go off on different rambles, but uh, yeah. I love that quote that you just threw in there too, because I think at its core, there's what's tough when I look back on, we're talking about all in, right? On being all in on my dream of playing at UPAT, getting a lacrosse scholarship, being this, you know, start this guy that everyone looks to is like, he's got it we lose sight of the value of the, the importance yeah. of the other stuff too, yeah. Yeah. because we're just being reinforced by all these outside influences saying, Hey, you're doing great. You're playing great. And then that when we transition out, all of a sudden they're like, there's that new freshman that came along right, right. Oh, that yeah. took your spot. And yeah. he's like, okay, cool. Like, thanks Alex. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you later. Yeah. And you're out the door. How have you learned how to navigate those outside influences and while they might be giving you praise at what you do, yeah. not letting it go to your head and being like, this is all that I do. It's just a part of what you do. It's interesting. It's tough because as athletes, though we have the mental understanding that we're more complex people, though I know that I'm a more complex person and have more going on than Ninja Warrior, I want it bad. Yeah. And so... There's no part of me that, like, I am one. There's in my commitment to it. There's no part of me that's like eighty percent ninja warrior, twenty percent speaker, or something like that. You know, it's all in with it. But I think you mentioned something that's important with like the outside influences. To I think be really mindful of how much and who we're listening to. Mm. For instance, I was at the, my big self-identity that I have had to and continue to have to grow through is I failed so much at Ninja Warrior for so many years being a host that my identity was goofy guy who fails. So I had to really ingrain in myself that no, I am a real American Ninja Warrior competitor, something that I keep having to ingrain in myself. And the other day, this is maybe like two weeks ago, I was training and there's like some of the, one of the gyms is kind of like all ages and some of these teenagers are just so badass. They're absolute just phenoms. And this mom was being really sweet. I was going for this one obstacle that I had done the week prior, but it's hard. And so I wasn't getting it. And she's trying to be a sweet, you know, and she's like, don't, don't compare yourself to these other, it was just such a like worst thing to say to me, but I had to remind myself because part of me wanted to be like, Hey lady, Like, you know, and I'm like, Alex, are you really going to (laughs) like lash out at a sweet mom who's just trying to be like, but I had to like catch myself because it's ultimately, it does not matter what she thinks. Even if she was like, whoa, you just crushed that or that was horrible. it, It does not matter. And so I think 
yeah, just really ingraining in us a lack of how much stock we put in of what other people think of us, which is tough, but yeah. Yeah, are you familiar with the Bhagavad Gita no. by chance? No. So it's in Hindu, Indian spirit, yeah, spirituality yeah. book. It's a great read if you're open to that kind yeah. of stuff. But one of the chapters that really expands on in a quote that always stands out to me is, I'm not who you think I am. Huh. I am who I think you think yeah. that I am. Yeah. And it's like we project this thing onto other people yeah. and almost hold so much value on what we think that they think we're going to be. Yep. And and in that moment, that really so just sparked that idea to me of like, you kind of caught yourself and you were like, all right, I could, I could go off on this mom and be like, don't tell me that yeah, yeah, this yeah. isn't the time and place, but that's not who you are. Yeah. And you like caught yourself from going down this negative response and turned it yeah. into a more positive one. The, the, the question of identity is, and one of my teammates, we've always had like a great relationship. We actually studied abroad in Italy my junior summer when the coach said, don't go. And we were like, I think we got to go. <laughs> uh, his name's Greg Murray. And he's uh, since gone on to, he makes fun of me because I'm going to butcher. He has all of the credentials. He went to Harvard Smart School for brain studies in sports. I'm sorry, Greg. That's the best I can do at this moment. <laughs> but we, I work with him because he gets it from both sides. I mean, he was a teammate of mine. He's a lax bro in some way, shape, or form. I hate to use that terminology, but he's also gets this. And it's just the amount of identity. Like we are, we are playing a role. We are playing a role in our lives. And it's just incredible. When we identify with something, we then play that out. Just like how you're saying. I am what I think you think I am. It's like, oh, well, let me alter my thoughts, behaviors, actions, words to fulfill that role. But the empowering thing is that we can then change our self-identity and it'll change how we how we do. Yeah, I think it really boils down to believing that you have that power, that yeah. power of choice. And I, I get probably if you're listening to this, there's that like, well, it's easy for those two dudes to say <laughs> like they have it good. They're. But that's not always the case. Totally. I think I'm an example of it and I'm still learning it too at the same process. And you're definitely an example of like you understand and you've grasped this knowledge of you have control over how your life plays out. Yeah. And you're making a conscious choice every single day yep. to live into the person that you want to be and making it happen. Snaps. Snaps. <laughs> It's real talk. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I want to touch on just a little bit. I'd be remiss if we didn't touch on yeah. the actual Ninja War training sure. because I've been watching it on your IG stories and <laughs> it looks like a fun time, Yeah. but I know it's not. I know it's faced with a lot no. of like trying something new, failing, getting up, going again. What's that process been like? I appreciate that. It's one of the many reasons I love it is it's the most honest thing. Like I am a speaker and I speak on overcoming your fears, failures, and challenges and leading positively in all of this, which I so believe, but I wonder how authentically, if at all, I'd be able to do it if I didn't literally stop speaking and then go and have to face fears, obstacles, challenges, lead myself positively. Yeah. And like last night I was at training and all of this stuff, like identity, you know, training with ninja athletes that are better than me and hoping that I get their approval and then having to remind myself, Alex, does it actually matter if they think you're amazing or they think you're the worst? And we're human and that matters. 
but I think there's just ways that it plays in. I mean, gosh, I, I could talk volumes on it, but it's it's so fun while also being so challenging. Like there was this one last night that I was at training and like I ripped my hand on one of the things Ooh. which like that never stops hurting. And uh, there was this one pretty big leap that you had to do from like this bar down to this ring. And last year I actually kind of had a freak thing where I broke my thumb on a similar thing mm. as the hand doctor then told me that there was a devastating injury, which it was. And I, you know, we can unpack that, but last spring I went to a dark place because I had given a year of my life, everything I had to competing on American Ninja Warrior 2020 and it got postponed. Two days later, I broke my hand and I was like, whoa, I'm now, I went from the best shape of my life about to hit a buzzer on national television to on my couch in a cast, can't even move. Yeah, I, I just get what it feels like to have the different experiences in this athletic journey. But now I'm about six weeks out and it's, uh, yeah, man, all, all in on it. There always feels like there's more that I probably can do, but I'm also trying to acknowledge the progress points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's balancing that patient towards the outcome and the results yeah. and enjoying the yeah the daily process the daily so grind i kind of hate that word Me because <laughs> when you're when you're working towards something like you're saying towards a passion you find yeah. that it shouldn't be a grind it actually flow state is easier to come by and in mm -hmm. flow we the hard things actually become the super easy things right and that's when people start to look at you and they're like are you superhuman? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't understand how you're doing those yeah. things. And it's simple. It's just you've gotten super clear on that North Star, that purpose, yep. and you found ways to bring that into everything else that you're doing. Yeah, man. That's that's it. I mean, one, you mentioned, you know, this this idea of enjoying it and grind. And that's one thing where like it's a commitment. I, it's a, the gym's an hour away. We train till about eleven midnight, get back. I don't go to bed till like two. And and I'm so freaking thankful for every part of it. So anytime where I try to, where part of my brain tries to lead me in the direction of like, ugh, yeah, I'm like, hold on, this is a bonkers cool opportunity. And even the days of it, like getting to do something physically that I love with people that I love, like, so just going back to enjoying the moments of it. It's powerful. It really is powerful. And what I'm hearing is you overcome all those things that to the outside listener listening in might be like, why the heck would he drive an hour plus each way, yeah. be at the gym until midnight, not go to bed until two? Like that sounds insane, but you have gratitude towards it all. 100%. And I think when you're able to actually embody gratitude into the process, yeah, this guy's the limit. You're, you're stuff. ringing that buzzer first, you know? <laughs> it's good stuff, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I've had more and more moments of that in my life over the last years where it's just still wanting that. Obviously, we all want the trophies and money in the bank and buzzers or whatever that is for you. But and I think if anything from 2020, just not taking the finish line for granted because mm. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there is a finish line. Yeah. I would I'd sit here Snaps. and argue that all day. Snaps. I got a few more Let's questions go. for you. 
one of my favorites is just always getting a new perspective on it. What does the athletic mindset mean to you as an individual? I think, yes, I love this. (laughs) Inability to care deeply and commit while not knowing how it's going to go. And I remember when I coached my first year of coaching, I took the seniors aside because they loved lacrosse, but I also think it wasn't, you know, and I just, I remember saying to them, like, when you finish this, there's just something that happens when you stop being an athlete, when you stop having like a place to go and someone telling you mm. that you're an athlete, and you have a sport. And it's, I don't want to say it's apathy, but I think athletes just have a tremendous ability to really care about maybe some things that people might not care about. Like you'll see athletes like if we were playing like bocce ball, I don't know why I thought of bocce ball, but like it's the yard. (laughs) (laughs) If we were having an Easter egg hunt, athletes are going to get competitive about that. Mm. We are going to care. If we were raising money for charity, we're going to care about that and get very, very competitive. So I I think, and it's it's a competitive spirit to want to do your best. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is, fully involving your physical dimensions. Because for some reason, you know, I, I will say often that we're living creatures because I think that so often we forget that we are just as silly as a flamingo or a lion or a monkey, but we take ourselves so seriously. And it's like, yeah. that's one thing I love about athletes is you use the body. Well, I think that's yeah. why Ninja Warrior is perfect because yeah. you're doing things that at its core, it's like very similar to probably what we grew up doing. It's True. like the playground, the <laughs> monkey bars and all this. And that's probably why you feel so like alive doing it again, because you've gotten back to your roots and you've learned to just kind of let go of that. I need to, you know, complete yeah. this obstacle. Yeah. I'm just going to have fun with it. And if I, if I land onto that ring and I make it even sweeter. It's interesting. You bring up, there is a high monkey chimpanzee component of American Ninja Warrior. Like you are hanging. It's very like armed, like gorilla-esque movement. So listen, we don't need a deep dive on evolution here, but there might be something there with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think it's it's an interesting one. And maybe yeah. we'll do it for a part two podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to dive in. I always ask the fast five. Oh, five oh, quick questions. One word, one sentence. Wow. Answers okay. on your end. Right now, go to podcast that no one's heard of. Oh, it's got to be a new one. Mindset, but but if, but people heard of that. Hopefully, if they're listening. Uh, <laughs> oh man, and this just popped in my head probably because I was all. He's a buddy of mine, Brent Pella. Funny, funny comedian and a good friend. So that popped in and. Let's hype him up. Yeah. Awesome. I'll check it out. I selfishly asked this so that I can listen to more. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Favorite book that you've read in the past year? The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Nice. I'll check it out as well. Quote you live by right now. Woo! Good things happen when you go all in. Love it. One thing you can't live without. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny. The things that, that flash through your head. I freaking love... Uh, <laughs> Watermelon. I'm going to put watermelon top. (laughs) 
I think that's the first that we've had that one there. Uh, well, I'm we'll so get- curious the other answers there. <laughs> we'll have to get you some watermelon. I on censored. Set. I mean, my first ones were so basic. They were like lemon water. Like keep going. <laughs> lemon water, watermelon. All yeah, set. yeah. Last one, number five. Your one word focus at this point in time. Woo! Aha. Elite. Are we gonna? Elite. We're gonna compare phone backgrounds. I, oh shoot! I got. Mine's be present. Be so, present. I love that. And it's that. also the phone background. So I love that that's yeah. the way you do it as well. Yeah. My last question for you. Where can they get more, Alex? Oh. Where can they <laughs> keep up with the American Ninja Warrior stuff and you as a speaker and just engage with your your stuff? Because it's, it's profound. It's impactful. Thank and it's making a difference in the world. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Corey. Yeah, I'm, I'm Alex Weber on all the things. You know, speaking is something that I love to do for – for groups and teams and companies. And then I've started some communities for athletes and specifically men's communities too. Yeah. So if I can support you, reach out. Awesome. I'll, I'll be sending traffic your way <laughs> and we're going to definitely collaborate a little bit more in the it, future. Buddy. But Alex, I appreciate the time. Welcome to the first in-person one out in here in LA. Thank you. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time to listen today. Alex is a phenomenal, energetic person and someone who inspires me to keep growing the forever athlete identity myself. What is one way you will continue on as a forever athlete from today? I encourage you to bring that into your life more this week. If his story resonated with you, please share this episode with a friend, family member, or teammate who could also use some inspiration or a boost. Remember, if you can change your mindset, you can change your life. One thought, one action at a time. I'll see you all on Monday.